Welcome to Drink, Spin, Run, an RPG talk show. I am Don Stroud. I have my lovely co-host, Adam Miskevich. Howdy, Don. How you doing? I'm doing fine. And we have a special guest by the name of Harley Stroh. Hey, guys. Thanks oh. for having me on. <laughs> we're so happy to have you here, man. We're so, we're so happy that Don didn't let me do my job and introduce you. That's great. He's so excited that you're here that he had to introduce you. Before I got a chance to. That's it's true. Great. It's true. I just took your introducing job away. Uh, but that's now fine, you man. can, you can like tell us all his credits because I'm sure you wrote them oh, down. I no, actually, I didn't take any notes because I was like, this yeah. is one I can do off the cuff. Uh, yes. Harley Stroh, uh, renowned, prolific author of many <laughs> Dungeon Crawl right. Classics modules. Um, I, you know, I actually, uh, I will admit, Harley, that I kind of man-stalked you a little while ago, and I like went back and I found like the first Dungeon Crawl Classics modules that you did, oh, and nice. I read through like I read through like everything oh, you had written up to that point, including the fourth edition stuff. Yes, um, which. I, it, it, is it is it just me or do you not even? I mean, I didn't even like catch a Punjar reference until we got to fourth edition. No, and well, and 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 this is kind of like DCC trivia, but like the the whole uh, going back to the swords and sorcery root, like the mm-hmm. appendix, and really didn't wasn't a part of Goodman Games until four E. Yeah, isn't like, that weird? Well, it was like, like it, it was at that point that we were like, all right, we need to stop aping Gygax and Arneson and all the classic writers and start looking at the, what inspired them, and then. And that really that kicked off, even though you know, like you know, four E was a mess. That kicked off what now became DCC. If it hadn't been for four E, you know, we may not be where we are now. Well, and, and it really shows in that stuff that because it wasn't you weren't the only person writing that line. I mean, oh, there no, were no, a couple no, other no, folks no, who were writing that no, line. No, no, no. And it show, but it shows through in like everybody's writing, which is what's really cool about that. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and actually, like, I went back through it, and I was like, hmm, I might actually be tempted to run some 4E again. <laughs> I was like, oh. The only, I'm going to tell you, the only way I would do it, the yeah. only way I would do it is if we were, I was just running modules, because there's no way I'm ever going to try to balance an encounter in 4E mm-hmm. again. You yeah. know, I mean, it's a decent, it's a great, you know, tactical war game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great for that. It's not something I want to try to build myself ever again. Sure, so. sure. You know, we, we were running blind when we when we wrote those first few modules, because it was like, it was coming up on Gen Con, we wanted mm-hmm. to have 4E stuff available, and so... I don't know that our adventures are necessarily excellent examples of 4E modules, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, you know, sure it does. Because, like, you know, the, the Wizards hadn't released the rules yet. We were we were dealing with, like, somebody that was behind the lines that was doing conversions, and so we were riding blind, and I don't know. But but, mm. the, but the core, like, the ideas behind the modules, like Cell Swords of Punjar, I was just thinking that this afternoon. Like, it's, it's, it's really solid. The ideas are good. There's the yeah. appendix and backgrounds there. But whether or not it's a good 4E module is another question. Well, I'm so- actually so glad you just said Punjar instead of Punjar. Because like, <laughs> I've always thought it was Punjar. Um, I talk to Doug a lot, and that's what happens. Oh, there yeah. it is. First one of the night. Oh, oh cheers. Doug. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> so that brings us to our next topic. 
Harley Stroh, what are you drinking? I am I am drinking some tequila mixed with um, lemon juice and fizzy water. Holy shit! You're like that's serious drinking, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I never developed a thing for beer. Like I, I, I yeah, you'll never see me drink beer. I, I okay. never developed. Well, I, I would. I, I had never see, I've never seen you drink beer, so I'm I'm really not surprised by that. I, a lot of times, the folks who I don't see drink beer, typically I assume they just don't drink. For sure, you know? for sure, for so, sure. No, uh, but you know the, the the problem is like you know tequila doesn't necessarily have really cool stories like all your guys' beer. You know, there's like uh, <laughs> there, what's the big red cock of tequila? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> proof that Harley Stroh listens to this. Oh, podcast. Come on, dude. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, so what is, kind of tequila? What What do you got? Oh, what do you, we, we're drinking some Ornitos tonight. Um, but honestly, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, if it came in a plastic container, I'm not sure I could tell you any different. <laughs> you know, I, I was, I've never been a tequila guy. Well, I wasn't a tequila guy for a real long time due mm-hmm. to some high school experiences that sure, you know we've sure, all got that sure. stuff, right? But, I hear that story uh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, fucking Andy Block. Got me, uh, got, like he made some. He, he actually deserves a square because we talk about Andy a lot on the show. Accidentally, yeah. uh, typically, and it's usually like fucking Andy Block, like the, you know, one of these stories. But um, uh, Andy just at, at the Iron Coast game just busted out some. He started making these fantastic tequila drinks a little while ago, and I I'm sold. That's like if I'm gonna if I'm having a liquor drink like uh-huh. when it's hot, that's uh-huh. all I want is tequila. You know, there you go. like I don't want vodka and, when it's hot. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> And he like brings out the whole like with the wicker box with like yeah, special oh, wow. like mixing right. tools. No, this guy like goes to the <laughs> yeah. ends of the earth, finds like oh well, there's this crazy mango extract that uh-huh. only you know a certain tribe in New Guinea you know knows how to do properly, and it's it, and he'll tell you the whole story and be like oh, but that isn't what I got, you know, <laughs> I got this instead because I can't get that other stuff. But it's worth it. It's worth the the Andy story. So, all right. Well, uh, Mr. Miscavige, what are you drinking tonight? The, oh my God! Ooh, he comes on the show and he decides to host. How great is that? All right. Uh, <laughs> well, right right now, I'm uh, I'm drinking Tiskie Gronie, which mm-hmm. is a Polish beer. Um, now, I'm a big fan of Tiskie in Poland. Okay. Um, it's delicious. Uh, the difference. Between the uh, the stuff you get in the United States and the stuff you get in Poland is about five and a half percent alcohol. <laughs> because in Poland, this stuff's eleven percent, and here wow. it's five point three. Okay. So fun story uh, <laughs> about about that. Uh, when I last time I was in Poland, I had this like this this thing where every day for lunch, I'd have two like half liter big freaking tiskis, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. and. Um, it just that was exactly as much as I needed for with lunch. You know, it was a sure. great beer. You know, um, sorry, this is my this is my sellout episode, right? Where I, you know, I'm clearly getting endorsements from Tiskia, but you know, it's it's mm. great. You know, it's a it's a Polish lager. You know, so it's uh, it's got it's got a lighter cal- you know, uh, quality to it, but it's still got a good breadth of flavor. So I like it a lot. Um, I had kept having two Tiskias for lunch and having a really nice buzzed afternoon after that because you mm-hmm. know it's eleven percent and I was drinking a liter of it you know wow. uh, and then I just had one day my last day in Warsaw I was like fuck it today's the day I have that three Tiskia lunch <laughs> so I, 
I don't remember much after the three tisket, the third tisket, except for a couple of hours later, you know, my brother finding me is like, dude, come on, you've been missing. I don't know where you've been, you know. <laughs> so that was that was a good time. So I, I'm drinking that now. Before that, uh-huh. I was drinking uh, Atwater's Atwater Brewery um, okay. from here in Detroit or there in Detroit. Atwater's Maybach High Gravity Lager. So um, and that was pretty good. It had a good like um, like broad like multi character to it which i liked okay. that was pretty good but it was a it, it was a little too distinct for how hot it is here you know now uh, and mm. so now i just needed something a little bit more uh okay. sprightly so okay so so, so not being a beer drinker does that mean you're looking for something lighter as opposed to darker or as, as the temperature heats up like well it's it's not necessarily okay Different me. flavors, yeah, different flavors respond better with different temperatures, I mm. think, you know? You don't want to drink, and it is sometimes, like, related to, like, not necessarily color, but, like, heaviness. Okay. Sometimes you don't want, like, uh, you don't want to drink a stout on a 100-degree day. It's no. just not going to feel right. It's like yeah. it's like if on that same 100-degree day you took warm milk outside and just, <laughs> you know, chugged that in the sun. Got it. Not exactly a good, and not a good experience all around, so... Okay. Kind of something a lot like that. All right. Yeah. Don, what are you drinking? I have some Odd Side Ales Project Mayhem, which I'd never seen before today. I've never heard of it. Um, it's a Belgian-style IPA. And the tagline, you know how Odd Side always has yeah. the, uh, mm-hmm. you're not a beautiful and unique snowflake. Nice. It's the uh, Project Mayhem from uh, Fight Club. Fight Club, right. yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think we're allowed to talk about it any further. No one talks about outside nope. ale. No, no, nope. no. No one talks about Project Mayhem. All right, <laughs> <laughs> but are, are you enjoying it? Is it good? What, what can you tell um, us about it? That you know, isn't breaking the rules. You know, I almost went with the uh, pineapple IPA by them instead, and maybe I wish I should have. <laughs> it's okay. good. I generally like the uh, Belgian IPA mashups that seem to pop up every now and then. I really like. Uh, Oh, who was on that lives right next to uh, Flying Dog? Was that that was uh, Noah Stevens? Oh yeah, um, I really like their Raging Bitch, which I believe is their Belgian IPA, because um, you know it kind of has a fruitiness to it. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't seem to have that same <laughs> fruitiness. It's, it's odd. It's odd that we would, that either of us would have a criticism of an odd side beer, but yeah. Uh, well, I uh, don't. It's still it's still great. Yeah, yeah. And like one of my favorite beers ever is the uh, Pale Citra. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. Which man. is fruity and hoppy. Yep. Uh, while you know, I want to take a moment um, because we we resolved last episode that we should do more of this. I want to give a couple oh, yeah. of shout outs, uh. and I want to give a shout out to a guy that we gave a shout out to last time because Don just brought him up. Uh, I, I, I do want to. Uh, Thank Noah Stevens for trying. He tried to be the DSR correspondent at oh, WayCon. Oh, I had my but... heart set on hearing that, dude. <laughs> I know. I'm serious. Wait, so can, can you not have him on and have him try to recount his? Uh, I think we memories? should. I really, I really think we should, should have yeah. him on. We should do like a re, a, a, a WayCon recap episode. We'll have Wayne on here, and that he'll just be, be awesome. swearing at us. That would be awesome. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, uh, it could be like a Flintstones thing. Maybe you just have to get him as drunk as he was at WayneCon, and then everything will uh, come flooding back. That might man. work, yeah. But, uh, um, oh, shit, what's his name? Tim. Uh, Tim. Callahan? K- 
No, not Callahan. Let's uh, give a shout out to Tim Callahan. Yeah, yeah, why not? I mean, I, really, if yeah. you're going I don't to. Know. He was fantastic. The episodes you guys did with him were really wonderful. Yeah, I want to do more with Tim. Yep. All right, um, sorry. There's another Tim. I didn't say that out loud. When I leave <laughs> the, the show, <laughs> it'll be because Tim joined instead. It's true. I did I did have this plan where I would just have Shane Harsh and Tim Callahan on with, <laughs> with myself. Be, be, because they have big, shiny heads. And, uh, <laughs> they, they make you look like you had a full head of hair. I do, actually. <laughs> Wait, so Adam, but you have, you have another Tim. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tim, shit, I can't remember his name. Uh, I'm, I'm going to figure it out here. But he brewed a beer. Oh. For, oh Tim yeah. Stone, Tim Stone, brewed a beer called uh, Night Gaunt for, uh, the, uh, for the whole thing. And um, it, by all accounts, it was disastrous. Uh, <laughs> because it was really good. It was... Um, Oh, a very dark. I think it was a a rye stout, mm. and um, they called it night. They named it Night Gaunt. It was all consumed by like the second day, and uh, it was it was pretty delicious from all accounts. And that's why we have no actual footage oh. or, or like recording of. But um, that it, it was devoured by the Night Gaunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that wasn't what I was going for, but, you know, that'll work, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see. Harley Stroh, what are you yes, spinning? Um, let's see. Lately, I've been uh, listening to a lot of hip-hop, so for mm-hmm. me, that means uh, Jurassic 5 and Charlie J. Yeah. Um, J5, is they're, they're coming to Aspen here in the next couple of weeks, and I'm really excited to see them again. And um, that, and then um, some older... I don't know, like 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 ska punk, like um, like mustard plug. And, oh my uh, god! <laughs> right? You're, you're the only yeah. person who's not from Michigan I've ever heard mention <laughs> mustard <laughs> plug. Yeah. But you know that some skank and pickle. I mean, op ivy oh, obviously, and, and uh, oh. yeah. So I don't know. Gotta like, love uh, that third wave ska stuff. I mean, it's kind of like mindless fun, but at least it's fun. You it, know? It, yeah. It, well, you know, and and. I don't, yeah, the, the, that's exactly right. There's, there's, there's. Well, but you know, but some of them, they, a lot of the, the Skank and Pickle songs, they're, they're, they're political in a sense. But anyhow, sure, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so you know, kind of upbeat. Uh, you know, when when Doug came out, he he tried to educate me and. Um, okay, so a Doug, a Doug Kovac story real quick. Uh, probably two or three years ago when he decided to, like, start his 12-step homeless program, you know, he started getting rid of all his possessions. He mailed me out, like, a billion CDs, um, and I've been slowly going through them one by one, listening to them and then giving them to younger people in the community and like, kind of, like, passing along his music. Um, can't remember what the hell the point of that was. Anyways, yeah. So, so <laughs> Jurassic Five, old Scott Punk, and, and CDs that, that Doug Kovacs mailed me. Excellent, nice. What did he What did he mail you? Do you have any like anything that stands out? Uh, you know, it was. Uh, I've enjoyed a lot of the ministry stuff he sent along, and it's, oh. it's been good. Oh, I love ministry, man. Like I gotta say, I think ministry made my favorite live album ever. Their album, in case you didn't feel right. like showing up, uh-huh. oh, <laughs> so good. Um, oddly enough, the best ministry performance I ever heard was a ministry was not was a ministry song performed by Primus. Oh wow! All right. uh, at uh, Lollapalooza, nineteen ninety three, uh, which was a very busy year for me, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, it was also my first Gen Con that year. No. But, uh, wait, wait, where was Gen Con hosted that year? Was that that was that was Milwaukee? Yeah. Okay. Cool. But. Cool. Uh, they uh, 
they closed their set. Primus closed their set by playing Ministries Thieves. <laughs> wow. It was, nice. it was astonishing. Because, I mean, you know, like the really fast guitar work on oh, that yeah, song? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, all yeah, less. Yeah. It was but all the, less on the bass. Uh, it was like beautiful. the circle nice. pitch like, insane. Like people are dying. Yeah. yeah. It was wow! Cool. So Wait, so cool. so all right, but but you used to be a touring performing musician, right? Yeah, yeah. Like like, I mean, are we just like skimming over that? Is it is it possible to pick up some Miscavige, uh music somewhere? <sighs> I don't think so. Uh, nothing is in print anymore. Okay. That's for okay. sure. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. That that has been something that you know, kind of we confined to the dustbin of the past. Not that it, not that it was terrible. It's just like it was a product of its time. Wait, and, did you, you know. put it in Ned's atomic dustbin of the past? Oh, oh. No, it's not that bad. Come on, bam. Yeah, let's cover <laughs> Bay City Rollers songs, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, go on. Um, no, but I, I mean nothing. every every. Everyone has stuff on Bandcamp. Even I have stuff up there. You I don't, don't have anything. I don't have anything up really? there. Really? No. No. Really? No. Uh, I should. I. You know. I got a buddy uh, who. Well, my old drummer, uh, who is. Uh, he's actually a professional recording dude. Like that's what he does for a living now. Um, but uh, he. Uh, he has an awesome klezmer band. Klezmer. Uh, na- named. Get this. The Red Sea Pedestrians. <laughs> oh yeah, it's wow. beautiful. But so I should I should really ask him and be like, hey, uh, yeah, hide this stuff, so nobody ever finds hide this it. stuff. <laughs> I, I will. I you know, there's some stuff that I did that I enjoyed, and there's some stuff that I'm just like, oh, the, this was so bad. You know, I don't ever want to hear it again. Wow. There's some. Uh, there was one band I was in uh, that I really that I still like telling stories about. Um, it was a. Uh, Okay, so when I joined this band, nobody—the point of the band was nobody knew how to play their instruments. That's pretty but uh, the girl who was playing bass had like disappeared for like two months. Nobody knew where she was. <laughs> so uh, was she? They, well, but was a, yeah. everybody was a musician. They were just musicians on different instruments, right? So yeah. um, like the drummer from that band was the guitar player from the band I was in before, and was the guy I was just talking about the guitar player from that band had was like you know like a classically trained pianist um so the idea was that all these people knew how to play instruments just not the ones they were playing in this band and they uh they got um this girl disappeared so they're like hey we actually booked a gig and we need a guy who can play bass adam do you want to do it and i was like yeah sure why not you know because it'd take me like a week to learn your songs it's no problem uh and initially that band was uh was a, an instrumental band, which was pretty cool, you know. But then the chick showed up again. She like did, oh. she just came back out of nowhere. Well, she was like, "Oh, cool! He actually knows how to play this instrument. That's fine. I'll sing." And so she didn't really sing. She just told stories over the top of the music, and um, it was actually kind of cool. But we had developed this weird like uh, like stage presence where uh, the guys dressed in drag. And the girls did whatever the fuck they wanted. Uh-huh. Like one of the, one of the girl, the girl who played guitar, she wore like an eleven inch strap on on stage and dressed like an eighties b boy. <laughs> that is uh, wonderful. But oh, so we, we have to find this music, man. The name, <laughs> the name, the name, the name of the band was I Dick Jane. Uh, <laughs> nice. And uh, it was it was it was pretty terrible. It was great when it was inter- instrumental, but then when Mendy started singing over the top of it, it got weird, and it was like, oh, yeah, like cause there was it was this weird like Pixies influenced like 
noise indie stuff that was pretty cool wow. but then uh, the singing kind of derailed a lot of that and then the band that i that i toured with the most uh. was the one that came after that because it was that band just minus the singer <laughs> <laughs> Which which Wait, was funny because our first show we opened for ourselves. It was the new band opening for the old band, and all we did was like we turned like, around and like took our normal people clothes off, and then had uh, like our you know cross dressing clothes underneath, and uh, then Mendy came up on stage and we played a set. That is beautiful. It was, it was fun. So nice. it's right. it's I don't know how easy it would be to find that stuff, but you know, <laughs> there is an internet, and I'm sure that we'll find somebody. The band that I was in after that that actually toured around and got to play some pretty cool places was uh, Fro Hickey Conspiracy. Okay. We played a lot throughout the Midwest and stuff like that. But it's uh, I mean we're talking like 99 through like well maybe 98 through like 2000, so not not real long. But you know mostly the Midwest, a little bit of East Coast stuff. Uh-huh. You know that was That's about so it. That's so cool. That's so, so cool. Sorry for my like pet, you know, like mm. this is where Adam comes from. Kind well, of so so what are you spinning? So on that foundation, yeah. I as well have been listening to lots of hip hop lately. Uh, Such as I, um, I was listening just today. I was listening to uh, MF Doom's album mm. Mm Food, <laughs> uh, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with. I love MF Doom. Uh, he's just very smooth. Uh, I love the. I love. His his rhymes are just beautiful. The way that the, the the producers like, or I guess he produces his own music. You know when it's him solo, it's just really cool stuff. I really enjoy it. I like the mixing of all like the he does a lot of like stuff from the old '60s Fantastic Four cartoon, getting oh, mi- fun. You know, yeah, mixed in with uh with his raps, which is pretty cool. I like that. Uh, also, there are a couple other things I wanted to mention. Uh, I, we mentioned this last episode, but I've been listening a lot more. Um, to Wardruna, shout out mm. to uh, Matthias Weeks again on that front. Yeah. Um, thanks for turning me on to them. And uh, James McGeorge just got me into uh, Sabbath Assembly, which is a weird band. It's like the lady from Jex Toth and another guy, and uh, they're they perform the hymns that were written by the Process Church of the Final Judgment, which was a weird splinter cult that came off of the, of Scientology in the Golly. 60s. So it's yeah. a real thing. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's actually the church, apparently, that Charles Manson based a lot of his stuff oh, wow. off of, mm. which is probably how these guys got into the Process Church. But, wow. Uh, There's yeah, a lot of gameable material there. That's fun. Huh. Oh, but yeah, especially like when you get into their actual teachings because they're like they're really like <laughs> right? like weird like like uh, they 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 were ostensibly a Christian sect right or right, cult right, right? Mm-hmm. but they uh, they revered Lucifer and Satan as separate deities equal to but different from Jehovah. So like and, like like Lucifer in the way of, of like a light bringer sort of thing like is it he... was yeah it was they were very they're actually really interesting humanist figures as far as like the way that the the um the gods are looked at and it's almost freudian because it's kind of like uh like jehovah is the super ego right uh lucifer's kind of more of an ego figure and then uh uh satan is very much an id uh which is pretty which is pretty interesting when you when you break it down so yeah i but uh the the really atmospheric stuff so i've been doing like (laughs) <laughs> like that like that weird uh you know uh mf doom style hip-hop and then like really ambient <laughs> weird stuff on the other side so very cool <sighs> don 
Nice. What are you spinning, man? Um, I was thinking you were going to mention this uh, new Faith No More album. So you know, you I was kind of saving it for you. All right. Because actually, oh, it's not true. I thought about doing it, but I yeah. just figured. Uh, yeah. I couldn't remember if I talked about it on the show that I did the notes for earlier today. Neither and no. could I. I don't think it was out then. I think it just came out two weeks ago, so it was right after. Uh, Soul Invictus. Faith yes. No More. Yeah, awesome I stuff. also Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, I also went down this weird Spotify rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Um, like you do, yeah. Like, like I like to. It's like uh, the Wiki- so it's it's like Wikipedia for music, you know? It's like... Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. It is. So I was uh, scanning some stuff at work. I have doing this other job, and I'm getting a lot of CDs coming through. I'm like, oh, this looks cool. I want to listen to this. So I was checking out some Iron Sword. I didn't yeah. like them. Okay. Um, but, you know, I'm like, oh, let's, let's discover what else is like this. So I found this band called, I took notes, The Lord, <laughs> the Lord Weird Slufeg. I'm guessing is the way it's pronounced. Um, you, you didn't know about? No. Really? No, and they have. They did a whole album traveler. about Traveler. Yeah. I know. That's why I'm mentioning it on our gaming podcast. They got like another one like, that's like. Uh, they got another one that's like all about Stormbringer. Like, like the no, they write yeah. gaming albums, dude. Ah, yeah. Stunned yeah. you didn't know about Slowfag. Yeah. No. <laughs> is it any good? Wow. Oh, it's all right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is it's just all right. That's the reason that we don't all I mean, like, you fucking so bad, man! Yeah. You know? It's kind of, you know, uh, Iron Maiden wannabe, lots of guitar solos, which is cool. It's just not as stick-to-your-ribs like yeah. Maiden is. Yeah. It's yeah. like good barbecue sauce. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, understand. that... Uh, I didn't. I didn't know about it, and I saw the album cover. I'm like, "Holy shit, that's Traveler!" <laughs> and I checked it out. And that's all I have for the. And it's section. and it's all right. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's all right. <laughs> awesome. So I guess we get to move the podcast on a little bit further. Um, so I, I do want to say I did have two more props in there. That so oh, trying yeah. to trying to make a point of getting it out there, man. Oh, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Uh, uh harley what are you reading i i am reading uh kindness of patrick stewart the art of not being governed an anarchist history of upland southeast asia i don't know if you can see that yeah Yeah. hey have you uh do you ever watch oh shit yeah i know this um do you watch uh crash course in world history no i i I need to (laughs) yeah uh no it's awesome The, the the first season just you know, kind of just looks at history like as a timeline, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've talked about it a couple of times here in the podcast. It's really smart. Uh, the author John Green, uh, who's apparently right. known for things other than this podcast that he does or uh-huh. video podcast thing, but he um, he like he looks at history and he kind of explains things on like all sides of an issue. It's really good, um, or at least all the sides we know of because sure. you know, sure, it's sure, history, sure. right? But he did, they did an episode in the second season. About about that book, basically that oh, you're reading right it's now. It's Amazing! It's like, yeah, it, it blows it, your it, mind because it, it's, really it's about well yeah, it's basically disassembling our common you know s- logic of what a civilization is, right? Yeah. To say that the you know, upland civilizations are still civilizations; they're just civilizations that tend to evolve in ways that 
lowland civilizations think are barbaric <laughs> right. is a reaction to the greater control of you know that occurs in those lowland civilizations. Well, and they're, they're evolving these coping mechanisms to not yeah. be adopted into you know said core civilization. I mean, it, I don't know. Patrick Stewart, yeah, that's freaking genius. Like that's so good. Yeah. I'm so glad you're reading that. That's so cool. Uh, it's, it's uh, and especially stuff. you live in Colorado, where like I mean, I'm surprised they don't hand that out like when you are old <laughs> enough to read. You know, right? No, it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. And it's it's uh, yeah. So I'm I'm slowly processing that, and then um, and then you know the kind of the, the bedside reading is you know a lot of the Langmar stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for good. Go, I wonder why you would be reading <laughs> Langmar stuff. So yeah, yeah. But uh, Don, what are you reading? Oh hey, you you've reversed it. I like your style. Dude, he, do- he dives right in. This is great. I like it. You need I a like job, it. Harley. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually reading a ton right now. I'll skip over my crazy uh, duck raising book um, to hit on some actual, you know, fun stuff. No, no, that's actually fun. Duck I raising, like up- raising ducks. Yeah, yeah. Do you have have ducks? Is, I have is ducks. the is the duck room behind you, or the frog room is behind you, right? The frog room is to my left, and the ducks are very quiet because I already fed them. And the and ducks are indoors. Them. Yeah, well, they yeah because they're only three weeks old. Oh, wait. So are you raising when, them for eggs? Yeah, yeah, eggs because duck eggs are magnificent. Yeah. Wow. So I've got the, ducks. Uh, the, so, uh, wait, wait, the first, on, on. The first yeah, DSR we... reference to the ducks actually <laughs> we, went live today. We have to go yeah. down this rabbit hole. So tell me, how do you like preparing duck eggs? I mean, are they like omelets? Do you eat them? I mean, how do you... Um, well, you know, the French swear by them in, like, baking. Okay. But I don't want to waste them. I like, I, I like them hard-boiled. I like them mm-hmm. fried. I sound like the shrimp dude. How, how, is, how is a duck egg distinct from a, from a, a, a chicken egg? The yolk is larger, and they're just richer. There's more mm-hmm. flavor going on. Cool. They they yeah. they they have a broad. I mean, I I I'm probably overused this this analogy, but they kind of have a broad flavor. Like duck, uh, like a chicken egg has like a very specific like an edge to its uh-huh, flavor. Uh-huh, it tastes uh-huh. like this. Whereas the uh, the 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 duck egg kind of draws that out, uh, yeah. and you know, kind of sits more broadly across your palate. Um, yeah. I have been told before that my analogies don't make a lot of sense to people who aren't me, <laughs> so uh, that might not work for you. But my best piece of advice would be go to your local farmer's market, and you know, there's yeah. going to be someone selling duck eggs. Right, but it's going to be a specific pick up a half dozen, duck, right? Like, no, like, no, 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 all of just them are ducks in general are just awesome egg layers. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, well, you, okay. Well, no, no, some of them are awesome. I mean, they they all are going to taste like duck eggs, but there are a couple of. Uh, they're like meteor. They're tasting. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, mm. Okay, yeah, but there, there, are... there must be a reason though why, like, I go to my like, my local supermarket and I there's dozens of chicken eggs, but there's no duck eggs on the on the wall, and that's because, because... Americans think they're gross. Like, <laughs> okay, um, because there are like the cackle camp or khaki mm-hmm. Campbells and the Welsh Harlequin. They actually can lay three hundred twenty eggs a year, which is as much <laughs> as a chicken. Okay, um, but I guess there's no market for them. Well, and, and it goes back to like like as we developed chickens as our main. I mean, because chickens weren't always our main poultry, you know, right, in right, Amer- right. even American society. It's not like right. you know we showed up here on these shores like dudes, chickens. Right. You know, I mean, and think what about we know how many is chickens today weren't always 
they did the breed didn't always look like this. The breeds didn't. How many how many times yeah. do you see like chick or like turkey baloney, right? Turkey right. whatever, right? We get turkey everything here. Why don't we see turkey eggs? I don't know, it's cuz Americans don't want to eat turkey eggs. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 all supply and demand, man. Yeah. Like we have these misperceptions of like what stuff is, but whereas like probably your grandparents ate way more duck eggs than even Don does, you know. <sighs> Maybe. Yeah. All right. So, so Don, you're reading about raising ducks. What else are you up yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just finished up Glenn Cook's Shadow Games, which is the fourth book in uh, Black Company. And is it holding up for you? What's your take on that? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm i liking them as they go on. Oh, wait. Hold on. Um, That's a drink. Wait. I, we have to mark off my box. I've uh, collected three boxes <laughs> is now. Bla- is the Black Company? Oh, come isn't on. Isn't that a box now? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mentioned so I'm many out of, times. I'm out of drinks. I'll out be right back. Drinks. Keep talking, Don. All right. All right. I am also on... So I'm going to be on the sci-fi kick. Okay. Um, you know, because White Star came out right. uh, by friend of the show and... Uh, Blew up the OSR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huge. Fantastic. Like White it is. It is good. It has more more fanzines that like like sprung up in twenty four hours. Anything I know. All right. So um, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Um, so at work, I've had this audiobook going, uh, "Forever War" by Joe Heldeman. Okay. Which I don't know. If, it came out in seventy four. Um, it's it's crazy. It's heavy. Like you can totally tell he came back from Vietnam and wrote uh-huh, this book. Uh-huh. Um, it's pretty good i'm halfway through that and then i'm also reading uh Heinlein's cat who walks through walls uh-huh. i just started that last night i'm only on 50 so i'm enjoying it i didn't realize he wrote that in 85 like it seems like that stuff is older have you ever uh read uh, armor by john steakley no it's always been on my list yeah and i haven't picked it up uh, i bought it once and i lost it <laughs> be interesting to see how that held up like uh you know to like you know like a, a senior in high school a freshman in college is like oh my god this is amazing but <laughs> yeah it'd yeah. be interesting to hear your thoughts on that yeah i i think i'll read it soon yeah I've, i just have to bind it again and and okay but back to the to the black company stuff um yeah the, the later books did they hold your interest as much i mean i really loved the first one or two of them and by the end it was like ah, eh, not quite so um, interesting yeah, because it changes a lot. Yeah. Um, the third one, about halfway through, it gets crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this okay. shit is okay. nuts. Um, like, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, they're just, and I always sit here, I'm like, man, Adam would love this because it's pretty gonzo. Right? Right here in the middle of the third book, White Rose, it gets gonzo. Um, I don't know why you say that, you know, like, Gonzo, yeah, I know. you know, and like, I oh, know. Adam loves the crazy shit. Like, I, I guess, <laughs> like, like I'm okay. That having been said, one of the books I'm reading right now is, is some is well, it's literally Gonzo because I'm reading Thompson still, nice. you know, and um, you know, that's Gonzo. You know, Gonzo yeah. does stuff like Gonzo happens for a reason. Um, 
and it accomplishes things along the way. Gonzo is an involvement with the with the 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 meat of a thing and a utter lack of concern for the reality of of the actual events you know uh and and that's that's actual gonzo um and so when you when i I guess i see a lot of people use that term in ways that i don't exactly agree with i'm not saying fuck you don but i am saying fuck you i mean i'm saying uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) what do you Mm -hmm. mean by that don uh you know what it is explained at the end of the book about why this shit is so gonzo. Okay. 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 So that makes it not gonzo. Yeah, because it all it's co- gonzo as far as like Thompson uses it, it's cohesive, you know? Like like it it it's a it's a methodology, you know, that that accomplishes things. So um I'll go ahead and say that I'm still reading Oh yeah. Fear and hey, loathing. Hey Adam, what Fear are you reading in Las Vegas? I'm still reading that, but that's uh really? wow. you know, um but I took your advice and other previous guests' advice, and I'm reading a thing I can't remember the Gene Wolfe, the oh, torture yes. stuff. Good choice. Yeah, what, yeah. what is it? What's the What's the book I'm reading? Down the first one. Uh, the, torture. the first one. The uh, you know I'm so confused because it's it's uh, Shadow no, no Claw of the Lictor is the second one. Right. Um, you're reading torture. Yes. Claw, but it's Shadow like I, of the I got torture. like a because I, I get a lot Wait, of the stuff in Kindle format. Sun? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's, that's it. Something. Well, that's like sun. the whole series, right? That's the, the whole uh, first trilogy or something. Shadow of the Torture. Okay. Um, it's confusing because they republished the first two as Shadow and Claw. Right. And yeah, then, like, that's what I'm reading. Yeah. Is Shadow and Claw. Right. Yeah. So and, you actually uh, have like the first two there. Yeah, but I, I'm going to read the first one before I move on to something else, just because I've got to. I, there's so much shit that I got to read, you know. Yeah. Because um, I how, do a podcast. I do this podcast. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, how far? The, you know where I, you? I, I talk about it? stuff. Uh, I'm I'm a, you know, I'm far enough in that things just started getting like weird. Like like mm-hmm. it just got like I just noticed that it was a post-apocalyptic like a couple of chapters ago. Yeah. I was like, yeah. sweet, all right, I'm on board now. This was like. Yeah. It was okay, and it was kind of feeling a little bit Abercrombie-ish until right. until Except it got post-apocalyptic, and then it was. I love. I gotta. I gotta poke that wound, man. It's good. Uh, I, you know, I don't think Joe Abercrombie's like like fucking Jesus of writing, but you know. He was. He was. A, right. He was. It was an enjoyable read for me, um, yeah, and right. I. I will go back. It's probably the next thing I'm going to read is the second book in that series. Um, oh, yeah. I've had so many people be like, "How can you not have finished it by now?" You know, like, yeah. Right. I, I obviously I have to read different stuff all the time. I can't keep coming back. Right. And be like, I'm still working on that one thing, guys. I'm still doing it. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, you know. Yeah. I, I gotta have different stuff all the time, if only to have different material to talk to you assholes about. And um, right, right. You know that's that's. So, this stuff, the shadow and claw thing, uh-huh. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really digging it. Uh, I I really enjoy it. I just got to the point where uh, he meets. Like I'm very yeah. early still. Yeah. Sorry. Like, like, is it in the graveyard? And he like fell into I'm, the. I'm past grave that. And... I'm past that. Like okay. he just met the 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 curator. Um. Which is uh, which is pretty cool, you know, because you actually get a little bit of the world's history, a very small amount, yeah. you know, enough to keep me wondering and get me asking questions. And anytime yeah. anybody does that, I feel good about what I'm reading. Sure, um, right, yeah. So, that's, yeah, that's I think where I'm at with that. I think that's the one where I said it took me about like 40 pages, and I just couldn't read it, and then all of a sudden I was like 
all in. Like yeah, yeah, you, that's yeah. that's kind of what I did too. Like yeah. um, the first bit with the graveyard and like oh, there's some kind of conspiracy and you know right. maybe a revolution. And I was like ah, I'll mm. keep reading. Don liked it. Other people liked it. I'm gonna keep going. And then I got yeah. to the Ooh. part, and then right. got it. No, I, I I have I I really <laughs> should have yesterday. Uh, I'm gonna mention this now because I should have mentioned it earlier. But um, yesterday, I really should have finished up my notes for DSR episode 13. Uh, I didn't <laughs> because I, right. did, I did three things that I'm not apologizing for. One is I did have to go to the doctor because, you know, um, baby's on the way, you know, got to do that, blah, blah, blah. Immediately after that, Katie and I drove down to Toledo to this fabulous place on the north side called Stanley's Market. Um, Stanley, also the name of our incoming son, but also the... <laughs> uh, the store that makes the best fresh kielbasa i've had in my life i've been Mm. polish my whole life (laughs) you know i've been i've been to poland and like like um like i mentioned earlier had they there they call it white kielbasa but i've had fresh kielbasa there and stanley's like kills everybody just buries it so we went down there picked up this stuff i came home i was like oh i don't i don't need to do anything yet i'm waiting on don to tell me to do this and so i started playing video games and i just kept playing video games (laughs) uh so i totally uh slacked completely yesterday on all the shit i should have done like you know put up that episode and the other thing that my brain was telling me you should really do this is read that book my brain wanted to yeah. not be play- like i'm playing video games my brain wanted to stop playing video games to go read because that's like i'm, I'm that you know interested in what's what's going on but i was just that lazy that uh i mm. said no no brain you're gonna you're gonna turn no to mush brain. playing playing blood bowl so so i think we're good yeah. <laughs> hey harley yes, sir. harley you're 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 the guest here um yeah. what are you running man uh, I am. I'm running uh, DCC for my my local group, and then prepping for Gen Con. That's that's taking a lot of my time. Actually, you guys were generous enough to to push back this episode that I could try to meet some of my Gen Con deadlines. Um, what do yeah. you have? What do you have exciting to announce for Gen Con? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. That the Dark Master will allow you to. Sorry, well, I should put know, that in there. You make such a big deal out of that. I don't think Joseph's ever told anybody, no, you can't talk about this. Um, mm. Oh, you know, <laughs> I don't well, know, maybe, man. Maybe he's just I never don't told know. me that. Maybe he's told yeah. you guys that. Uh, I, he's never told me that because I've never actually worked directly for him. But, well, uh, but Hypercube, that, was, that, that turned into a it, Goodman thing. No, Jim. That was all Jim Wampler. That was Jim. Like He was the captain of that ship. You know, right. he, he said, "This is what we're doing. Don't fucking talk about it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Just mm-hmm. go." Mm-hmm. And uh, and Joe's all like, uh, all Joe's involvement is like, "Oh, it's done. Hey, you want to publish it? Sure, <laughs> yeah, let's do it." Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, um, you know, personally, what I have coming up is uh, a thing called Journey to the Center of Earth, and yeah. so it's like, uh, you know, Journey to the Center of the Earth sort of playoff. You know, we play with a lot of those tropes um and what was actually really cool about that is this idea of like spelunking you know down into the you know like like we have a, we have a lot of caves near where <laughs> i live um uh-huh. uh you know glenwood springs and you know and 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 it, and it's pretty amazing but the but the idea that these people were like 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 
pressing into the darkness. You know, they they have you know these these shitty headlamps. You know, not the technology we have today, but they're they're pressing down down further into the dark, not knowing where it's going to go, not knowing if like they're going to reach a place where they can't turn around and they need to like you know back out by shimmering on their belly or they're, they're going to be trapped there. And and you don't get a lot of that in in, in role playing games. Like the the actual no. the. Um, the, uh, the 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 physical experience of of, of delving into into it's really caves. convenient yeah, yeah. But, you know you know, it's, it's, you know and, and it's like well it's a lot of that's you know a function of us using you know gridded yeah. graph paper and well it's going to be two dimensional because mm-hmm. you know if I add stairs that's about you know our slope that's the scope <clears> of it and so attempting to get at that while not being incredibly boring because while <laughs> it's really cool <laughs> to be like squeezing right. past a boulder um, you know as, as water is pouring on you on above and you don't know what's below you, you that, that gets tedious when you uh, yeah. when you when it comes to the game table so uh, yeah so working on journey working on the Lankmar stuff um, and we should actually okay so shout outs so you know mr. Mike Curtis is you know Lankmar is really his baby because he is doing yeah. a phenomenal amount of of research and recording and I mean the, the guy's a machine you know like um, before all the you know his writing piece picked up you know he was like a like a historical researcher or something you know he was he was paid by the I don't know by some historical society, you know, to research, you know, ancient records. So now he's applying those same skills to, like, going through Lankmar's stuff, and it's nice. amazing. It is so cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, 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 that's Gen Con. Working on that and the program guide. And, um, you know, the, the lead time, you know, for, for Gen Con is always, is always surprising. Because they, you know, there's there's so much that needs to happen prior to us actually showing up the show, and the stuff is always getting drop shipped like day of. You know, like John mm-hmm. Hirschberger doesn't know if this stuff it may have showed up to the hotel that night. It may be coming the next day. It's it's amazing. It's all like like skin of the teeth sort of thing. Yeah, yeah that's that's what I'm running. Amazing or horrible? I well because because it's not my job. It's amazing. <laughs> Right, like, right. Like, Sweet, right. John, you got four boxes last night. Let's let's, uh, let's let's carry them down to the booth and go through them. For John Hershberger, like having to uh, not know whether or not those are going to show up, or you know, there's because there's yeah. always mistakes. But it's amazing, you know, oh, it, yeah. just, it just comes off. And but I, uh, every single company at Gen Con is running on that sort of like, will it be delivered today? Dot timeline, which is really yeah. cool. there's a there's a FedEx store like attached to one of the hotels that I swear like during Gen Con though I mean during I'm sure it's during any convention because sure. you know it's at a convention center that's why they have a FedEx store there uh, I mean those guys they have to be like like they're like the seasoned vets of the uh, right? FedEx Kinko's you world you can only get you know? transferred there you don't get hired brand yeah. either yeah, yeah. I yeah, need 3,000 copies of this tomorrow. Get them here. You yeah. know, it, oh, Amazing. Yeah. I've never Gen organized, Con? but I've worked enough booths at Gen Con to know what it's like to have to drive to the airport the night right. before. And, right. pick, and, it's, and I, I don't like it. It's horrible. <laughs> it's stressful. Do you have any specific horror stories, Don? Like... Um, I have a great story. Uh, we, I, who, who was I working for? Uh, in indie boards and cards, no, indie, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say this now, and I'll edit it okay. if it's not well, right. You guys never do that. I you hear, never. We never edit. edit it. Yeah, we never do. <laughs> Which it. is fine. It's funny because it's always does. Don who yeah. says it, and it's he's the guy who edits the podcast. <laughs> All right, yeah. so, so edit it later on, Don. 
Yeah, I'm going to add it in. So we were staying a couple miles out in this extended stay place. It was really shady. And we hear all these cop cars. And this isn't even about, like, shipping. Uh, but we hear these cop cars. We're like, what the hell's going on? They're like 14 cop cars. <laughs> but when we see them, they're going, like, 20 miles an hour. They chased like a this, bicycle? Or? They, well, they were chasing this landscaping truck that at that point... <laughs> It had already run over, like, oh. the strips. So, like, sparks were flying out because it was trying to drive on four rims. Wow. Uh, and it was the slowest, most epic <laughs> car chase ever. And so, Indianapolis, some weird shit happens, man. Yeah. yeah, and we looked up the story afterward, and, like, some worker was disgruntled, and his girlfriend left him or whatever. It was a sad story, but, yeah, it was it was really epic to see. That's that's my best Gen Con story. That's a pretty story. good Gen Con story. Well, yeah. Yeah, so we're, like, following when, like, you know, because we had to go to the center and set up. And you see, like, scraps of tire. We're like, oh, yeah, they went this way. Oh, yeah, look, they turned down there. <laughs> I, I'm not allowed. I can't tell my best Gen Con stories. Why? They, because they, I, I don't want to embarrass friends. Crimes involved. <laughs> um, that's no. actually what I do cut yeah. out. Is yeah. the embarrassing to friends. Or he does that. Friends. He does that. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime we accidentally let something slip about you know friends of ours, <laughs> we're like, oh yeah. shit, cut it. Yeah. Great. Done. All right. So yeah, where were we? Done. Running. What are you running? You running anything new? You, I, you know, you, last time we talked about you doing some White Star stuff. Has that happened? Uh, you know, it's cursed. Uh, it hasn't gone <laughs> off the ground yet. But we have, uh, you know, I've got Hobbs in there. Oh, jeez, um, it's all screwed. Yeah, <laughs> Hobbs and his friend Bird. Um, oh, yeah, John's pretty cool. I like him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We met him at, uh, Gen- at uh, GaryCon this year, yeah. I have not run White Star yet. We have come up with some fun uh, setting stuff um, where it's going to be some of the planets involved, space station. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um I don't want to say I'm totally ripping off squats from Warhammer 40k. You totally should, uh, but I you am know, because I found awesome. I found a great term for them that's not going to infringe on any GW prop IP. Oh yeah, uh, somebody uh, and this was somebody made you know their own line of 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 squats and they called them scrunts. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> that cracked me up so much. Oh, wonder, they're totally scrunts now. That's great. That's, that's better than squats. That's nice. So, so what, that's what, what, what tools yeah. do you use to populate? Like, like, so when I was a little kid and we had Star Frontiers, yeah. like, everything took place in town and we just, like, did loops around that map shooting at each other with lasers. Like, we weren't able <laughs> yeah. to conceive of, of, of interplanetary stuff. Like, what do you use to inform and design on that level because i'm completely ignorant on that um i don't i'm just winging it like i'm like well you know what if this is like this like um i imagine that i don't know man so, so i kind of like need planetary to know level like a cultural level like what how you... yeah so like we're saying that i don't know i'm too early yeah I, remembering I, at this point they I haven't actually someplace. played so <laughs> yeah but i was like you know oh this my main exposure to something like this is like the Warhammer 40k verse. Okay. Um, so you know there are the crazy planets that are just a huge mega city. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. Like you know the hive worlds. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm not per se doing that. Um, 
I'm just kind of like kicking cool stuff out. Like I'm kind of making it as if each planet were a city and the wilderness is space. Because, oh. I mean, you know, I've kind of done a lot more fantasy than that's sci-fi. A, that's a useful metaphor. That makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it really, it's, it's borne out by a lot of the gaming that you see. I mean, when you look at Traveler, yeah. I mean, what's the hex crawl? It's not the planet map. I mean, yes, there are typically some planet maps that are hex crawls. Uh-huh. But, like, the big one they focus in on is the subsector, right? Okay, that makes sense. Where it shows that each planetary system, and you go from planetary system to planetary system. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, Don. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So that's kind of the approach I'm taking. Um, except you can add in cool shit like space stations. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Space stations are awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. So if, if, you were, if you were to characterize your White Star as, a, like, you know, just to use the most broadest of, of, of de- genre definers, is it Star Trek, Star Wars? Like, what it was? It is. Emulating yeah, something? it is not Star Wars. Um, I don't want to bad talk Star Wars fans or Star Wars, so I won't. Don, Don and I spent a lot of time talking about this because we're doing a zine together on it. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, clearly, 40K is going to be one of the big influences for both of us. Um, but uh, it's it's a different, like, it's not like the ultra dark, super heavy, you know, right. 40K of, you know, like, like, dark, like, what is it, Dark Heresy? Whenever right. those new games mm-hmm. are, you know. But it's more of like the, like, almost like hopeful. Uh, um, take on it from from earlier years. Not necessarily hopeful. I mean, I guess it's probably the wrong way to look at it. But yeah, there's still lots of grim and gritty. But uh, you know, your characters don't have to be you know like ultra serious supermarine. You know, Um, right? I I draw a lot of influence on what we're working on uh, from actually Farscape uh, because. I know Don's not as big of a fan as I am, but you know that's a that's a pretty gritty universe that you know where you've got a crew that takes care of each other that you know looks out for each other that's a lot of fun you know mm-hmm. but it's still a pretty brutal universe. What, what's the name of the zine again? Like I want to call it View Screen, but I know that's Nova Raphael's Scream. thing. Yeah. yeah, this is Nova. Right? What's your guys is something else? Nova, Nova Scream. Scream. Yeah. Nova screams. Yeah, I felt really bad after I realized, oh, we talked to Raphael all the time and, you know, and right. <laughs> I actually didn't connect it until just now. Uh, um, I... because we spent two <laughs> we spent like two days bouncing back ideas. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty rough. Um so, yeah, I'm 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 going to say more Star Trek than uh Okay. But a fallen apart Star Trek, maybe more Serenity, more uh-huh, you know, more uh-huh. Firefly than uh, yeah, definitely not Star Wars. See, for me, the the influence I'm taking on that front is more uh, like is more of like the Dune, you know, uh, oh, like yeah. you know the old Empire, you know, and, and then that way kind of traveler esque, you know, um, like uh, the monoliths of society are gone, you know, yeah, that nice. kind of, you know, um, post post civilization, you know, sci fi almost, yeah. You know, uh-huh. so. Which is kind of a fantasy trope in yeah. and of itself, right? Well, I mean, Dune. I mean, Dune. You could totally yeah. write. Uh, you could totally interpret as fantasy. You know. Yeah. So I mean, it, so so, uh, yeah. No, Sorry. go right no, ahead, thank you, Harley, Harley Stroh. Adam, what are you writing? <laughs> uh, you know, this last week was um, here in Ypsilanti. It was our monthly game night uh, at the tap room, and I got the chance to run DCC again. Um, which I love running DCC. It's such a fun game. Um, I, I I run like this uh, this weird game where like 
players define what happens next. You know, it's a very improv-heavy sort of game. Um, and they, uh, the players made up all of this great stuff to give themselves a hard time with, which was beautiful. But I, I'm working on this principle that uh, improv, from a DM standpoint, should be based around making players deal with the consequences of the shit they said they're going to do. You know, mm-hmm. and that was that's really been the entirety of everything that's happened before the, you know, up to this point. I did a small amount of railroad in the beginning, like okay, you got to this point. Now what's next? You know, and then let them tell me what they're doing, and then everything I that that they've come across has been stuff that I put in their way, and so it's sort of been a little bit of like improv theater at the same time as like as DCC, you know, uh, which I think is the way that it really should run. You know, that's it's beautiful. it's yeah. So like like a, like a cascading series of yeah yeah they're like or, okay well here's the situation you come to this you know you, you, a lot of it's been like this island hopping in this completely undefined area you know they're like okay well you're on this island that's what you know you know um, they got to this island and I had them tell me what the problems the island were, was facing were and they came up with this pretty really great <laughs> list of what the what the problems the island was facing and you know like what's what's going on with the island and everything and they did it at the end of the last session and this session. It was, okay, well, you're on this island. You know all of these bad things are impending. You know that this is the stuff going on. What, you know, how, what are you guys going to do with that? Oh, well, we got to stop the bad thing. Do you? You can get out of town? No, no, we got to stop the bad thing. Oh, awesome. How are you going to do that? Oh, you know, so they came. They spent some time coming up with a plan. Oh, great, you've got this plan. Here's what you got to, you know, like, what about these things to make it happen? You know, oh, great, now we got to do that. So, uh, like... They, without knowing they were doing it, they did all of my prep work. You know, absolutely That's all of it cool. by telling me this is what we have to do next, Adam. So sweet, awesome, <laughs> let's do it. Let's move on. Next, you know, this is climb up that mountain and find the, you know, flightless bird temple. It's great. Do it. Right. So, uh, and which of course le- leads to its own adventure. You know, and they still haven't solved the thing that they were supposed to solve in the first place. So I've got like months worth of shit because of the stuff they told me. Nice, nice. What what level are you guys playing oh, at these days? This is this is this just restarted recently. So this is still level one. So. Okay. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, level uh, one, level two is like a sweet spot for DCC in a lot of ways, you know, because you've just gotten sure, your legs, sure. you're just getting really excited to do things, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Once yeah. you hit level two, you get to use the normal polyhedrons, and that's not as that's <laughs> a little more reliable, but not quite as much fun. So yeah, yeah I get that. I get that. So that's where I'm at. Metal Gods nice. is on a slight hiatus as we're doing some testing for <laughs> uh, stuff you might be working Drink. on. You know, <laughs> so right to Doug Kovacs. Yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't say that name. That was all you, man. <laughs> it was inferred. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all. So well, all right. But I mean, you don't have to speak about the specifics. How's I it love it. I really like. I really part? like uh, what's happening. Um, we should uh, figure out how I can get my kickbacks from Joe for all the nice things we have to say about. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, Mike's doing a great job with stuff. Um, there's, I don't know how much we're allowed to talk about, so I won't say much. But um, I will say that there's, you know, some of the like just the the player side, you know, Lankmar stuff is really enjoyable. I happen to like end up with a really sweet little combo um, of of like player side mm-hmm. detail that 
works out fantastically. So, like, as a first-level character, um, I've got a warrior that, uh, with his uh, named uh, two-handed sword, can kind of get across... (laughs) Like, I got a 50-50 shot at getting off any... uh, um, uh, uh, mighty deed I try, which is badass, man. Uh-huh. So I mean, it's just it's sure, it's, sure. it's 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 nice because it preserves a lot of the stuff about DCC. It preserves a lot of like the randomness and the stuff that you expect out of DCC, but very much gets across the flavor and you know a lot of ways uh, you know a bit of the customization that DCC doesn't itself doesn't have, um, which is which is nice. Um, I tend to be more of a sword and sorcery guy anyway. Uh, so it's it fits what I really want out of uh, out of I don't know out of DCC in general. So I don't know. I could really see using a lot of that stuff in like say my own games uh, outside of Lankmar. You yeah. know, even which is yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's going to happen a lot with the books. Is that you know the people are going to pull stuff out of the the Lankmar books and, and throw it well, the which they should DCC be doing, games. which they should be doing anyway. You know, yeah. That's uh, you know. Yeah. You should be playing the game the way you want it. Whatever game. I don't care what game you're playing. You should be playing it the way you want to rather than the way that the guy who wrote the book told you to, you know? Uh, because it doesn't freaking matter. The game happens at your table with your players. That's it, you know? Anything else is just... is mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. I don't care yeah. what that guy has to say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, I nice. think we've got this part of the episode rocked out. I think we did it. Yeah. What do you think, guys? Harley, you have anything you want to you want to say before no. we move on? Thank you guys for having me on. We're so glad to have you here, Harley. Uh, our to our three viewers, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate your support. <laughs> it was four a little earlier. Now it's three. Um, oh, yeah. And to you folks listening at home, thank you as well. Uh, thank Don, you. Anything you'd like to say? Um. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, thank yeah, you no. for okay. joining us for fourteen point one. And to all you gorgeous listeners, thank. Uh, please join us uh, next week or in a few moments, depending on how you're, you know, consuming this media uh, <laughs> for fourteen point two, where we'll be talking to Harley Stroh about running an urban campaign, something near and dear to all of our hearts. Uh, thanks a lot, folks. We will see you soon. Night, everybody. Good night. Good night.